0: She is a family nurse practitioner with a thriving functional medicine practice called Integrative Family Medicine, located in Franklin, Tennessee. Danny is living, walking, breathing proof that there is vibrant health after a lifelong diagnosis is handed to you. She is the author of a brand new book, Wild and Well, Danny's Six Common Sense Steps to Radical Healing. And I'm just so thrilled to have her on the PCOS Diva podcast.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh, Amy, I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Well, you know, I met you, gosh, now probably three or four years ago. And, I
1: think, Yeah, and, at least three, possibly four.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, you have been on my guest list, like my <laughs> short list for years. And when I found out that you had this fabulous new book out, I, I had to get you on the podcast. So thank you so much for you know, taking the time out to talk with us. And, and, you know, I think as a woman um, who has been um, in that battle with a chronic health condition, and right. really understands what it's what it feels like to feel broken. And um, to feel like, you know, why is this happening to me kind of coming, you know, I think all of us in a chronic health journey has that moment of feeling like a victim, but pulling through that and coming to the other side, um, that is where the really, the real journey is. And I would love for you to share kind of your health journey and what brought you to write this book wild and well.
1: Okay. Well, um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting story. I grew up in complete chaos, basically Amy, a shithole of chaos and it, and I, and, and, just total chaos. My grandfather died by suicide. My mother attempted multiple times. I, I, I had two abusive stepfathers. I had chronic, chronic diarrhea, which started my journey. Um, the trauma started it, the diarrhea, you know, four colonoscopies before age 40, endoscopy, I mean, before 44, barium minima, lots of things diagnosed with IBS, chronic itching, then given the great diagnosis of lupus when I was 35. And the rheumatologist looking me square in the eye and saying, Danny, there's no cure for lupus. It kills women every year. Here's your pain medicine. Here's your anti-inflammatories. And I was like, what and then I was depressed over this it took 24 years 10 doctors before a doctor ever looked to me square in the eye and said Dini what are you eating don't you know your diet controls your symptoms so that was I was 44 years old and just graduated nurse practitioner school but back up a little bit talking about the chronic disease the chronic lifestyle disease the feeling broken kind of you know uh you know, I was suicidal at 33, 34 ish and knew the day I was going to drive off the foot of Broadway into the river in Paducah, Kentucky. And, you know, thinking that there's no way out, not realizing that I wasn't born with lupus. I wasn't born with IBS. I wasn't born with itching. I wasn't born depressed or anxiety ridden. I wasn't born with joint pain. I turned every bit of that on and I am living, breathing proof like you that what you turn on, you can turn off Mm -hmm. or at the very least dial back Mm -hmm. greatly. And so when I learned that at 44, after getting out of nurse practitioner school at an old, old age, after having lost everything and went through divorce and all, I practiced for 10 years helping women and men, but mainly women, control what's at the end of their fork, heal their guts by by addressing the childhood trauma as well, and working from the inside out. When I, re- when I realized that, holy cow, we've got all of this wrong, all of this wrong, I was taught to treat symptoms. I was taught to treat you know, my heartburn that I had for years was a symptom of something else, right? It was not a nexium deficiency. So <laughs> I worked, I worked for years. And then when I really learned about childhood trauma, oh my goodness, it took my practice and my health to a whole nother level because my experience has been until you address the trauma, mm-hmm. it's real difficult to get to the bottom of the, of the chronic lifestyle disease. So I I tell you, that was a a game changer for me probably four years ago, just four years ago. So all of that being said, I addressed a lot of trauma, a lot, and there was a lot of trauma there, child molestation, my grandma, the second stepfather hit beating me at my senior year, just a lot of trauma. When I really started working through that, my health started now, I'd already healed the gut, you know, worked on healing the gut and uh, removing gluten and dairy and, and all of that. But I really took my healing to the next level when I addressed that. And I really put those demons to bed dealing yeah. with my mother. <laughs> and that's, oh gosh, truth. yeah. That's the and, honest truth. And, and I'm an only child and, you know, she has Alzheimer's now. And so it's really been tricky, but man. I have worked hard and my health and healing has taken a whole turn and I've helped patients do that. That's the reason I wrote the book, Amy. That's a five minute explanation into 55 years now of my health. But I wrote that book, like I told you before this, so that every single human from small town, Western Kentucky, like where I'm from to not that they're not smart, but you know what I mean? Just small town, to Cambridge, Massachusetts, to New York City could read this book and go, holy cow, this is common sense, practical medicine. And, you know, I think you're
0: really brave to be talking about childhood trauma. Mm. There's um, not a lot of people that are making that connection. I will. Yeah. I just want to highlight a couple podcast episodes that I've done. Um, one recently with Michelle Shelfont of the adult oh. chair, and we talked about childhood trauma. Uh, I know, you know, Dr. Keisha Ewers, um, oh, she yes. a lot with childhood trauma. And then I also had a, a, a great... PCOS Diva on the show that um, you went through my programs, but like you realized that she had to get deeper and it was yeah. the healing of the childhood trauma. And that episode is Nafsheen Luhar, and we'll put those in the show notes. Yes. But I would love to um, maybe you could kind of tell us how you coach your patients to kind of dive into healing trauma from your childhood?
1: Well, let me tell you, I deal with majority of my patients are all autoimmune disease. The bulk of the patients are Hashimoto's thyroiditis, have been for a decade. So now- now, and again, it's only been the last four years or so that I really dug into adverse childhood experiences because I didn't know, I didn't know, Amy, I did not know. I had this huge education and I was not taught about this even, you know, as recent as 15 years ago, I was in school. So every patient who walks in my clinic now gets the, gets the adverse childhood experience questionnaire, every patient every patient, my new patient tomorrow, I just read hers. She's a zero. No, actually it's a man tomorrow. He's a zero, which is unusual to have. Um, and for those of you that don't know, and you've already got two recordings, so we don't have to talk about this. You know, it's 10 questions on what happened to you before the age of 18. So we go through that emotional and the physical and the, the, uh, sexual trauma, um, that happens to you. And once we start nailing in, on zeroing down, drilling down on that, it's unbelievable how people start to heal. And mm. I highly recommend counseling. And I have a therapy list, a therapist tool, a mile long in my toolbox in, in Middle Tennessee to send people to, right? Because there's not one person that works for everyone. And we really start digging in. And when I, when these people start to do the hard work, like the EMDR work, right? The deep, hard work, the experiential therapy work. I mean, maybe some tapping, maybe some, you know, just regular talk therapy, whatever. It doesn't matter, whatever works for you. Boy, I start to see their inflammatory markers go down, right? So interesting. Anxiety go down. Their depression gets better, right? Their weight comes down. They start to sleep better. It's fascinating to me and it's missed. I missed it for almost a decade And my friends that are doing the same thing that I do, you know, that, um, that are, you know, that are nurse practitioners, you know, they're fascinated by it because they're not doing this, you know, they're not digging deep and they're not talking to patients about their trauma and, you know, their anger and their abuse. And I'm telling you, the body keeps score, Amy, you know, this, Mm -hmm. Dr. Vandercock knew that. He wrote a best selling book that good Lord, I hope you're mining. I wish you, my book and your book would be up there at number one all the time, several times a year, right? His book is just, it's a classic. The body keeps score and it does. And so when you start to address that, I just watch the layers start to peel away. Mm. And, and I the think, softness come.
0: oh, that's the softness. And I think that that is an issue for so many women with PCOS is that suppression of the feminine when, you know, through, and I, and I'll share my experience. I mean, my parents, and I, and I think I have on the podcast in the past, but my parents were divorced when I was really young. And Mm -hmm. I was, I remember being, you know, a very young girl thinking, gee, if I was a boy, this wouldn't have happened. And I really think that that, like kind of thought in my psyche potentially could have framed some of, you know, the, fa- the epigenetics of the PCOS genes expressing themselves to a greater degree than they may have. Um, yes. yes. And uh, so it, it's just, it's so interesting. and I'm so glad that you're doing this work and I, I'll tell you, I love nurse practitioners they're the, the boots on the ground. They're, they're the, the folks (laughs) that are really helping women with PCOS, um, you know, in, in practices, um, and, you know, thank goodness for, for all of you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, I was old when I got divorced. I mean, I just went through a mess and lost it all and decided okay, well, I'm going to make a 180 turn and left fashion. I owned a, I have a master's degree in fashion design and, and I owned a maternity store for 11 years and worked with pregnant women, was a doula, you know, was already in the women's health side of this and decided I'm going to nursing school. And anyway, yes. And I could not have chosen a better career. I am so blessed that I've had two careers that I love this one. This one has taken me just to the top of what, I mean, I just, it's, it's, I, yes, I'm a big fan of nurses and nurse practitioners. And again, it's why I wrote the book, you know, mm. so that, and there was a minute, I was like, Oh gosh, I wish I have become a doctor. You know, if you have doctor Danny in front of you there, it, it makes a big difference. No BS. That's just BS. No, it's not. You know, you write a great book that heals hopefully Helps millions of people eventually realize they're not broken. They never were broken. All we have to, you know, the body wants to be 150%. It wants to right ship, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? And it Mm -hmm. doesn't take much to turn it around. Mm. It takes discipline and consistency. And, but it doesn't take long to start feeling better. And I tell people, you know, look, I was 50, I was 45 years old before I ever learned any of this. I was 50 something before I ever really was like, whoa, I spent four decades plus creating chronic inflammation in my body. It's going to take a little longer than four weeks or four months to completely turn it around. But boy, once you start feeling better, you don't go back, do you?
0: No, and I, and I want, you to talk about your steps for reducing inflammation because inflammation is one of, you know, I I kind of look at the root (laughs) factors of PCOS is kind of a three-legged stool. One is insulin resistance, one is inflammation and the other is hormonal imbalance, but the inflammation piece is really key. And I just have to tell you, I was so um, impressed when I was reading your book and you have a foreword by one of my absolute favorites, Dr. Josh Axe and he's a good one and he says uh, this is his quote if he has um folks that come across in his practice that you know they say gosh my doctor said your labs are normal you'll just be fine um but they know that they're not feeling fine well they he sends them to you so that is like such a a wonderful endorsement
1: thank you (laughs) he does you know he's here in, in Franklin where I am and so he um and he does. And, and on occasion, I'll say, well, okay, how'd you hear about us? And he'll say, well, Dr. Axe, or she'll say, Dr. Axe mm-hmm. sent me. And I'm like, you know, it's a great compliment. He's good. And, you know, that's when you have another provider referring patients to you. I mean, that's the highest compliment, right? I mean, it, it, it really is. So it's, it's common sense. And this is, you know, inflammation. I have a whole chapter titled Inflammation is the Devil in this book. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's the root of every single bit of it had, I would not have had four colonoscopies had some gastroenterologist looked me in the eye and said, Danny, we eating your dot. Di- Don't you know that Betty Crocker canned milk chocolate icing that you're eating instead of doing drugs. Cause it was like my crack, the sugar rush, I suppose um, is destroying your gut. And there's a reason you have chronic diarrhea, you know, and joint pain. I mean, but, so Anyway, that being said, years ago, when I didn't know what I was doing, I got out of school at 40 something, 44, I, I got a job in a functional medicine clinic. I had no idea what was going on in there. I was like, what are you people talking about? These patients were smarter than me. So long story short, I started with food sensitivity testing because that's what Dr. Calb did to me. He did a food sensitivity test on me and I was blown away. Oh my gosh, the things I was eating were killing me. There were some good things on there. So I started just really drilling into, okay, I've, I don't understand this, but I've got a lot of common sense. What is going to help these people feel better common sense? And that's when I developed my own little six steps, which is nothing proprietary of six steps to common sense medicine, eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well. De-stress well and commune well, and it works. And I wrote a book about it because you know what? It works. You got to eat well. Your what's at the end of your fork is way more powerful than what's at the bottom of your pill bottle, right? That's what we hear. I think I don't know if Michael Pollan said that or somebody. So we start by cleaning up the diet. I do an elimination diet with patients. I do, I, I eliminate the top seven foods with people, gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, eggs, peanuts. I live in the South. That's what, that's all we eat, many of us <laughs> do. And because they say that to me, Danny, what am I gonna eat? That's everything I eat. Well, you're gonna eat every fresh fruit, vegetable, nuts, seed, fish, chicken, lamb, pork, turkey, olive oil. I don't care. All that you can stand we're going to cut this out. We're going to eat one ingredient, God-made food. And so I start with that and it's detailed. and And I have all that outlined in the eat well chapter. Eat well, we start with that and then sleep well. Because your body heals when you sleep. It's as simple and as complicated as that right there. When you can't sleep, you're not going to eat well, are you? You're exhausted. You're going to just choose whatever, you know, so I teach people about sleeping, and about how important it is, and about how important a mattress is, and how important a clean bedroom is, making your bedroom a sanctuary, we can't get away from the chaos of life all day, and the electromagnetic fields of our computers, our phones, our lights, and all that, but during the day, but at night, your bedroom needs to be a sanctuary, when -hmm. you step across that threshold into that bedroom, you need to be able to breathe, It doesn't need to be cluttered and you need to have all the electromagnetic fields as as far away from you as possible. And we talk about nighttime rituals and all of that. So you got to eat well, you have to sleep well, you got to move well, right? You got to move your body. I try not to call it exercise because people stress out over that. I talk all about in that chapter about (laughs) Jack LaLanne. He was the best. People who don't know who Jack LaLanne is because anybody, he was the godfather of exercise, and he was as simple as anything, right? Don't eat white sugar, don't eat white flour, don't eat white um, milk. He talks about that, he has some videos about that from the 60s and the 50s. Move your body, I don't care what you do, Amy, if you want a hula hoop, if you want to ballroom dance, if you want to do pushups on the counter while your water's boiling or you're doing whatever, I don't care, just move your body. We are designed to move. And you're not going to move well if you don't sleep well or eat well. It's all connected. (laughs) Eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well. It's real important. I'm sitting here looking at a six-month-old poodle, standard poodle here. I've got, we need to poop like our poodles, I've decided. (laughs) Poodles? Well, all dogs. Poop like your dog or your cat, right? They eat and they go and poop not much longer. It's, It's just... And they're real happy about it. So your body has got to eliminate what you eat. It's one big tube from the mouth to the anus. That's it. What you eat today should be gone tomorrow. We don't chew our food enough. We, swat, we inhale our food. We don't chew it. We don't break it down. We don't masticate it. We don't produce enough digestive enzymes to break down fats, proteins, and carbs. We don't take our probiotics, right? We don't exercise our body. The more you exercise, most of the time, now not always, the better you're going to poop. And so you got to poop. And we're dehydrated. We're cry- Some people, if you would just drink the proper amount of water a day, you actually would poop. So it's not rocket signs. And again, I've got a whole thing on, you know, maybe you need some magnesium, maybe you need some extra vitamin C, maybe you need a few things to help you poop. Maybe you need more fiber in your diet. I mean, we don't know that until we figure all that out. Eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, de-stress well. Well, if you are so stressed out and look what t- look what the last two years going into three years have done to us, well, you're not going to do any of those other things well because stress will kill you. Stress darn near almost killed me as a teenager and as a young woman and up into my 30s. So we've got to learn to manage stress. And boy, oh boy, is this not a hard time as we were talking before this. You know, we're so stressed right now, but I talk in here about cutting the soul suckers out of your life. The people that are dragging Mm-hmm. down the ones that are sucking the life out of you you don't have to have those people in your life they do not have to be in your inner circle um if your job is killing you guess what you need to find a new job that's what I did seven and a half years ago I opened my own clinic uh, if your marriage is killing you, well, you got to make a decision about that. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you to get a divorce, but I think also I'm not against divorce. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an advocate for divorces, but I certainly believe that there are worse things than divorce. Sometimes you need to get out of a marriage or a bad relationship, right? You may not be married. Stress is killing us with me. I had to set boundaries with my mother. You know, I, And then it all fell apart when she got Alzheimer's, but um, you know, I was working on that. So stress, you know, I think it's like 80% of the people say that their stress affects their physical health. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. And women with PCOS, we already
1: have elevated cortisol. Yeah. I was just getting ready to say the cortisol. Yes. mm -hmm,
0: And you add, you know, add this like stress that you cannot handle And it's just wreaks havoc. It's like adding fuel to the fire.
1: You bet it is. I talk, I teach my patients about automate, eliminate, and delegate everything you can in your life. Mm -hmm. A E D your life, you know, like automatic external defibrillator in case you go into Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's in the book. AED your life. Automate everything you can, Amy. Everything. If you don't like going to grocery and you've got three small children and your whole world is chaotic, then order your groceries in, right? Do a click list or whatever it is. I mean, I like to go to the grocery, so I, my kids are grown, so I go to the grocery. Automate everything you can. Your bills to be paid. You know, everything. Everything you can do, automate it. And then eliminate the things that are totally unnecessary, but you got your hands in, you don't need to be involved in everything. You don't have to be the room, mom. You've got permission to say, I can't do this. Just like kind of today, what we were talking about. Yeah. Before. So, you so said it, right? I
0: and, know. And one thing that I was going to just point out is, so I'm running my, uh well, as we're recording this, my free winter wellness course. And so today uh, we were talking about slowing down and I can't oh. tell you how many women commented how like giving themselves permission to let the house go a little bit yes. so that they could have an hour to themselves and just being okay with the clutter and not having to That's have right. everything perfect yes, so they could That's have right. a little time for self-care and I- something I'm guilty of and I have to work on, but I think that's, I think most women can probably relate with that.
1: You bet. And I have it in here. I can't find it. Don't know what page it's on, but I'll talk about it here. Just put socks on, Amy, put the socks on in the house. If your floors are dirty, who cares? Put the socks on. You don't have to stick to the floor then. I mean, you know, so give yourself permission to not have to be perfect, you can't do it, you cannot, I'm 55 now, I tried to do it, you cannot do it all, and do it well, it will kill you, so automate, eliminate, and delegate, delegate everything you can, if the kids are old enough, I had a, I had a lady today with a 10-year-old, she's getting ready to be 11, the girl is so overwhelmed, she cried in there, she also has another child, but she's just completely unorganized, cluttered house, everything's a mess, and I said, is that 10-year-old doing laundry? She's going to be 11 here in a minute. She said, well, no. And I said, uh, hello, there are five-year-olds in Bali when I went to Indonesia, in Haiti, who are washing clothes in a creek. You know, um, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, the 10-year-old can do the laundry. Teach the kids, delegate everything you can. Everything you can. Now, it may not be done the way you want it, so you have to loosen some strings there, Right. And you have to say, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. As it gets done, it gets done. But I am a big believer in building a life, Amy, that you don't have to escape from. Build your self-care in your life. Now, it's nice to go get a pedicure, right? Those those are things that we need to add in. They don't have to be um, self-care, like Like, I need a day of self-care. We need to work on creating and building our world, structuring our world so we have some margin in our life. We have some air to breathe. We have some breathing room in our life. And that starts with us. Nothing gets on my calendar or Amy Medling's calendar unless you agree to it. So we have the right to say no. It's huge. And I think as women, we need to know that. We have the right to say, I can't host Thanksgiving this year. It's not good for me. It's not a good thing. I can't do Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And so automate, eliminate, delegate everything you can. Set some margin in your life so you have some breathing room. And just, I mean, stick to it. Stick to it. And the people that are destroying your world, stressing you out, you need to put some boundaries there and you need to put some room in between or maybe just. Let them fade out. And then you need community. Community. Eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, de stress well, and commune well. Mm.
0: Community
1: is key. It's key for me as an only child who grew up in chaos, who didn't feel protected at home, had a lot of childhood trauma. My community was my saving grace and my lifeline. And Mm. it's more important now than ever. We are not designed to live in isolation. Period. And what have we done for over two years? And now we're seeing, you know, ramping back up again. We have a mental health pandemic on our hands like there's like like there's no tomorrow. I sit on the board for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Phone calls to suicide crisis lines are up eight hundred Oh my
0: goodness. Since the
1: pandemic started, the fastest growing rate of suicide age-wise is 10 to 24, that Mm. age group, age 10. The inside that it's 10 to 13.
0: Oh, that's that's so sad.
1: So we need community, do whatever it takes to be the person who cultivates the community Mm. in your world. And, and I'm not talking a text. I'm talking eyeball to eyeball somehow. If you have to do it outside and you don't want to sit by each other or whatever, I mean, we need community. It doesn't take many people, right? It doesn't take a lot to hold up an oak tree, only a couple of roots. doesn't take much to hold up a big old redwood sequoia tree. They're real shallow, but they, they spread out wide and they hold each other's roots. Did you know that? Sequoias reach for other trees.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, I live here in the Northeast. We don't have sequoias, but.
1: Well, we don't hear either. We just, we, we don't either. But, but that's, that that's interesting. Was, yeah. It doesn't take many people. And if you do believe in Jesus, Jesus loved community. He had community and he had them surrounding him, but inside his community, he had a deeper community.
0: Well, so I not- recently moved to a new community oh, this past okay. year. And um, we got involved with um, a group and uh, we take turns hosting potlucks. You bet. And it's so nice to just sort of come together once a month in community. Um, And sometimes, you know, they're outside if the weather allows. And even when the weather doesn't, I know we had one in the winter around a bonfire and it was lovely. And and I think that's something to say, like during these times, sometimes your community may change and you you need to build new community and that's okay.
1: Yes. Yes. And give yourself permission to do that. You know, I I think there was a hashtag during, during, you know, uh, the lockdown, like hashtag alone together. I know there was in fact alone together. What we're not alone together. (laughs) There's no such thing, you know, alone is alone, but community is life giving, life giving and it's common sense. So we have to be intentional about cultivating community. And when you have community, when you laugh with your people, you know, community is encouraging community. Oh, my gosh. It just fosters so many things. And guess what? It lowers. I mean, it boosts your immune system and lowers your cortisol levels. When you're laughing with your people, with your community. So it's all tied together because when you're with your community, you're eating, right? You're de-stressing better. You know, you're probably, you may be moving. I don't know. You know, you're eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, decrease stress well, and commune well. It's all connected. You can add a ton of other things on there, but I chose six and it works for me. And I think that never, ever, ever do we have all those balls in the air at the same time right mm-hmm. just re- working right but you just got to know when to to kind of push back and reset and you have the right to reset you have the right to say no you have the right to build your um, you know but b- set your boundaries but you know when you when you sleep better and move better and all that you will make better choices yeah you know, eating wise, what's at the end of your fork. So Mm -hmm. it it, it all works together. And again, I don't think it's rocket science, but it's hard. It's hard as women because we feel like we are never enough. Mm -hmm. We are broken. We're never enough. I'm telling you right now, you are enough. You are not broken. And I am living, breathing proof that if a little gal from Gilbertsville, Kentucky, can turn around a lifetime of chronic diagnosis right this, this there's no cure danny What? what do you mean anybody can do it anybody can do it i grew up eating pop tarts and cat and crunch and frozen pizzas and betty crocker icing and chicken pot pies i could eat a chicken pot pie right now it'd kill me i would die if i ate it it would probably kill me but man i loved them and Captain and crunch we can turn it around And you can live your best wild and well life. I know it. And your tribe is you're you're teaching them. So you're teaching them this exact same thing.
0: Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I think something that I, that popped up while you were talking is that so many women with PCOS struggle with cravings Mm. and it's, I always say, it's kind of about finding the sweetness in life. You know, when you're craving sweetness, you're often lacking that community piece in your life. Um, and, and you have to find other ways to bring in sweetness. Um, and and I just, uh, Danny, I love your holistic approach, which I think, unfortunately, it's such a rare approach in the med- medical community um, because it's so much more than taking, you know, a pharmaceutical drug and trying to lose weight, um, you know, or or taking like the latest, greatest supplement, you cannot supplement, uh, you know, out supplement, um, you know, a bad diet, not moving, not pooping well, not sleeping well. Um, There's no magic pill. You are the magic pill. And that's what I love about your book is it's very empowering and it teaches you Um as your title says, How to become well again. So
1: wild and well. Because you know, we all want to live like that. We all want our best life. And we want that. And I and I just and, and here's one other thing I want to tell your tribe, your PCOS tribe, or anyone that happens to be listening, even if you don't have, you know, I work for you. Your doctor, your nurse practitioner, your physician's assistant, they work. For you. We work for you. I don't have a paycheck if it weren't for you. And if I'm not helping you, not enabling you, if I'm not helping you live your best life, if I am not digging deep to figure out what in the world is going on with you, then you need to fire me and you need to find a new healthcare provider who's on the same page as you are. Mm -hmm. You have the right to fire your healthcare provider. I don't think people realize that. And you know, and they just stick with the same old doc or, or healthcare provider over and over. Who's doing nothing? Who says, you know, Amy, your labs are fine. Your D three levels thirty one. You're you're normal. Everything's normal. Huh. Yeah. What? You know, what about what about my diet? Is it? You know, I've got Hashimoto or I've got PCOS. You know, is there anything I can do diet wise to change it? No, no. You know, well, I hear it has something to do with insulin. No, I mean, then you know, find a new healthcare provider. Mm. And that maybe needs to be a goal of somebody who's listening to this in 2022 to find a provider who's going to fight for your health, who's not tired, who's not overworked. It's hard to find one of us is not overworked, but, you know, who's not burned out with what they do. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, do you see that? Do you do do your people complain to you? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's a lot of gaslighting. Um, Uh, It's 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 a very difficult task to find a, uh, provider that really gets to the root cause that really cares that has the time to spend. So, so you are one of those rare providers, Danny. So tell, so tell us, you know, how we can find out more about your work
1: and how to find your new book. Well, the book, Wild and Well, is available anywhere you buy books. I would prefer you go to Barnes and Noble or Books a Million online. I mean, I mean, we'd like to get it in the stores as well. It's everywhere. Amazon is great. And of course, people want to click right on Amazon. But I, you know this. You have a book. If you get it from a place who actually has bookstores, you're more likely to get it on a bookshelf. <laughs> somewhere so but you buy it wherever you want I don't care if you want to click off Amazon it's everywhere the website is dannywilliamson.com and it's got everything on it it's got every link to my Facebook Instagram YouTube which is all Danny Williamson Wellness and just like you I put out so much free content and education every week. It's just not even funny. So there's, there's constant Instagram, YouTube, Facebook videos and content going up. So that's the best. We have a great newsletter. If you sign up for the newsletter at dannywilliamson.com, make sure you click the link or when it comes to you that you actually did, you know, because otherwise you're not going to get the newsletter. It goes to your junk. So, you know, it's easy to get in touch with us and to find out what's going on. If you're in the middle Tennessee area, I have a great supplement store that's in, that's in, you know, connected to the office, but it's open to the public. And so you can come into integrative family medicine and come see us. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all over. And if you, if you need somebody to come speak at your uh, event or your whatever, I would love to come talk about common sense, practical medicine. So.
0: Oh, and I've heard, and, and I've heard, um, Danny speak. So she would, you would be an awesome, um, I love uh, it. You know. I tell you, I
1: mean, I love what I do as a nurse practitioner and I am good at, it. but let me tell you, I was born to be on a camera just because I love, I love to teach or, or a stage. I mean, I had to be on a camera, but you know what I mean? Or, or radio. I don't care. I was just born. I wasn't voted most talkative 1984 Marshall County high school for nothing. Um, I have a lot of words. And when I'm passionate, just like you, you know, I love to teach and put the word out there because I feel good. And by gosh, I want everyone to, I feel better at 56 next week than I did at 36. And I know that you can as well.
0: Yeah, that it's just such a hopeful message. And I can say the same. I know I just turned 50 and I feel so much better than when I was diagnosed with PCOS at 31. So to think that that aging is a bad thing um, for us women um, and menopause, you know, perimenopause, menopause, you can live like (laughs) You said wild and well, yes. way, way beyond. Um, I
1: saw my second oldest patient today. She's 87 years old. And she looked at me. She was the funniest thing. She said, she looked amazing. And she had her hormones with her. She brings her hormones with her every time. I'm like, Mary, you don't have to bring your hormones. I know what you're taking. I can refill this. She goes, I just don't want you to forget. She said, Danny, I will die with these hormones in my hand. You will bury me with my hormones. I mean, she's so hormonally balanced at 87, still on her hormones, 40 years left. I want to be like that. I want to be the Miss Marys of the world who've got their hormones in their hand. Their brain is sharp. Their skin looks good. And you know they're still driving around doing their thing, and we can do it. She's yeah. wild and well; she bounces around. Yeah,
0: well, thank you. Know th- I, mean, I know, and thank you so much for thank you for you know living, um, you know your your soul's purpose. I mean, that's what thank this you. is about: is healing women, right? So that yes. they in turn can do what they were, you know, God meant for them to do in this
1: world. So yes. So they can be a hundred percent, not so they can take yes. better care of their family yes. or their job or any of that. No, no, no. You are worthy to be a hundred and fifty percent. You are not so you can do better do things for everybody else. When you are hundred and fifty percent and your oxygen mask is on first and you've set your boundaries and you've done all the things, it's a trickle down effect. Everybody else is better by default, but you deserve to be
0: 150%. Exactly. And what a great place to, to close out this podcast episode. I'm so happy that you joined us, Danny, And thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCUS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling, wishing you good health. Bye-bye.